The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret recurring subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com slash bonus and use the promo code MANHOR. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored this week by Motor Bunny, the ride-on-top vibrator. Get $50 off a Motor Bunny starter kit at MotorBunny.com by entering the code MANHOR at checkout. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Manor Podcast. I know everyone likes me, but I don't. I've never done this before. <laughs> well, yeah, you've never done this before, but that's you know no reason to be nervous. You're great. Uh, do you want to do some for the Instagram story? You want? Oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Yo, we got Mia finally on the mic. Intern Mia, say hey. Hey. <laughs> Is anything off limits? No. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> In fact, I'm probably going to use this little bit right now. Oh, are you recording? <laughs> yeah, you know I am. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, just tell me if I'm not loud enough. All right. Um, On three, let's do like a shout out to the hella single sluts, all right? Yeah. All right, one. Shout, Shout out, out to, to all the, the hellos. Oh, all the hellos. Oh, damn it. Okay, okay. I didn't know it was all the. Okay. okay. One oh, more time. One more time. You do it. <laughs> no, no, no. You do it. Okay. No, no. You. Are okay. we doing all the? Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll do it on three. One, two. Shout, Shout out, out to, to all the, the hella single, single sluts. sluts out there. Yeah. <laughs> this is Billy Presida and Mia. Hello, the intern. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Uh, this is a show where, uh, I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out, and actually, kinda so does my guest this week, Lamont Baldwin, host of the Hella Single Podcast, and me and I can't wait to share him with y'all in a bit, but first... Hey! <laughs> you, oh, you don't... Do, what? Do you skip my intros, too? You don't know oh. that that's the part where I go, like, show dates, people! Oh, show sh- dates! Yeah, and then I, I just- say, like, one date five weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> testing you. <laughs> Gotta keep you on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York City, August 26th. I'm gonna be doing a roast battle at Comedy Fight Club at Lucky Jack's down on the Lower East Side. That's a 10.30 free show. And then Mishawaka, Indiana. That's a place... I'm going to be up inside you on September 18th at Smokestack Brew House. I don't even really, they haven't really given me more details on it. I just know <laughs> I'm coming out. I'm doing a half hour. I have a hotel room. Uh, so that should be fun. Put it in your calendars. But uh, Mia, hello. Hi. Welcome onto the show. Thanks for co-hosting this intro <laughs> of with <course>. me. Of <laughs> course. I couldn't think of a better person to debrief Man Horcon with than you, uh, the other person who had such a, a pivotal role in making that happen. Yeah. But uh, but as most people know, you have been my summer intern. I have. And uh, <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, about myself. I, um, I am a student at Muhlenberg College. Uh, studying psychology and communications. So naturally, you would work with a sex podcast. And so podcast. I would work at a sex podcast over the summer. Um, I think everyone's favorite fact about um, how I got this internship is that I got it through LinkedIn. 
Everyone seems really surprised that you are on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Which, after meeting you, I understand <laughs> why, why, <laughs> why so? everyone's so surprised. I don't know. You don't seem like the LinkedIn type. <laughs> I was told to be. Sandra LaMorghese, uh, who was a, a guest on the podcast maybe a year or two ago, she started being a dominatrix at 60. Mm-hmm. And we had a talk and she's like, yo, I get lots of work and uh, views and hits from like posting my articles to LinkedIn. Really? So she like really pitched me LinkedIn. But then like <laughs> I forgot about the context of like she's 60. So I was like, oh, maybe that played a role in it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. I, but actually, I didn't even post it on LinkedIn. I think internships.com auto posts it. What made you want to uh, <laughs> to work with a sex podcast? Um, I think my... I think my line was that I wanted to work somewhere over the summer where I didn't have to hide my symptom piercing. Sure. But also, that's my fun, yeah. cute line. Yeah. But also, like, it just, it seemed like fun. I don't know. You had Manhor Con, which was super fun. I'm really interested in event planning. Mm-hmm. So that was a good experience. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Manhor Con. That what? was so much fun. I loved that you had so much I, fun. You know I what I mean? I had so like, much fun. I feel like how could someone not be super excited is my question. I don't know. Like, why would you Why would you choose this internship <laughs> if you weren't really excited about a bunch of people getting together and, like, obsessing over Billy Presida? <laughs> <laughs> and each other. And, and each, each other. other and yeah. each other. Yeah. You're a little cult of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's just real briefly. I want to say thank you first to our sponsors of ManorCon for even making it happen. Uh, it's their commitment that m- helped make man- put ManorCon over the top a little bit, both financially and with the amazing stuff they gave in the swag bags. Oh, yeah. They gave all... A lot of stuff. We had so many things. I have in those so bags. much leftover stuff. <laughs> I have so many promo condoms that I don't fit into. <laughs> so many. Yeah, brag about it. Okay. <laughs> brag about it. I'm just barely above average. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously our presenting sponsor of ManorCon was Motor Bunny, which you all know so much about and you'll hear more about later. Um, we're gonna have. We're just gonna name our sponsors, all of the links to them, and all their promo codes for the wonderful deals they're offering. My fans are gonna be in the show notes in the description. I encourage you all to go check it out. Um, some of them are really sweet deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we mentioned Motor Bunny. Uh, we also had our Sugar Daddy VIP sponsors, mm-hmm. Cam4.com. Yes. Ooh, webcaming Ooh. at its <laughs> finest. Um, you'll, you'll find plenty of webcam models who are more attractive than Billy Presida was when he was webcamming. <laughs> uh, and then also Real Love Sex Dolls. Yes, of mm-hmm. course. Shout out to them. And then our sexy supporting sponsors. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. We had Uber Lube. Ooh, Ooh sexy. Uh, I, I don't know any little blurbs about It's all right. Um, and then we had Lilo. Lilo, yep. Course. They got the hex condoms and some great sex yes. toys. They have that suitcase I showed you. Oh, right. That suitcase. <laughs> we wanted one of those suitcases, but we didn't get them. Um, what were the we other also ones? had the Museum of Sex Museum here in New York sex. City, a fantastic institution. Mm-hmm. And... Geeky and kinky pins. Ah, yes. Which I felt was like the dark horse favorite of the sponsors yeah. this year. Well, you loved them because you went and you bought like six seven, more, yeah. six more. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I like these. Like um, they already gave us a ton and then you just got more anyway. Oh, God. They're so geeky yeah. and kinky pins. They sound exactly what the name is. Also, Kevin Knight, who owns that company, fan of the show. 
wow. friend of the pod. There you go. Um, so big, go check them out for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So thank you to all those sponsors for making things happen. Uh, and again, go check out the description show notes for um, all the links and promo codes. I also, everybody, I have one extra swag bag available. Ooh. It has all the juicy goodies. Yeah, we had one left over that has almost everything that came with, with all that. And that's awesome. And yeah, and I'm willing to ship it to you for a nominal price. <laughs> I'm not even like selling, selling it. Like, you know, it's shipping with a heavy handling fee. Uh, if you're willing to send me $30 American, uh, shoot me an email at manorpod at gmail.com. That swag bag, all the contents of it is yours. It's uh, a great swag bag. I highly recommend. You. Highly recommend. You designed the tote bag. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. That was so exciting. Yeah. So let's talk about just like, let's just talk about a little bit about Manhorcon, what the prep was like, yeah. and, then, and then maybe debrief a bit. What was it like planning Manhorcon from your end? Um... Planning it was, it was a lot of work, but a lot of, a lot of like, I, I don't know, like the work itself was just exciting because every time we finished something, like every time a new design was finished, we kind of just like freaked out and we were really excited about it. We're like, look, this like, looks so we're good! Like, Holy shit, there it goes! And it oh was my just god, <laughs> so exciting every single time something was finished. So mm-hmm. it was like, or anytime something got shipped in, yeah, yeah, and uh, like we would just come back and be like, you'd open a giant box of like lube. I just remember getting Uber <laughs> lube. The giant box of lube in here was just like the most exciting thing. It was like hundreds of dollars worth of lube. So much lube and then a t-shirt which i forgot that they were sending oh, me right. so i freaked out the most at the t-shirt i think you wore it like five times the next week i, think I wore really it yesterday <laughs> i wore it yesterday <laughs> you got so excited i was so hyped uh yeah it was so because i think it, what happens is once stuff starts coming in once like you make a graphic once mm-hmm. a box comes in the mail it starts seeming realer and realer. Yeah. like oh my god we're actually gonna do this yeah which is odd because like i did this last year I know it can happen. I got boxes in the mail last year. I had four cases of wine sent to me last year by a sponsor, <laughs> right? But yet I still, which I still have one bottle left over from last year. Um, but like it still doesn't feel like real because it's like, why would anyone want to come to New York City yeah. and hang out with me for a weekend? <laughs> yeah, but they love hanging out with you. And and what was even cooler is that they loved hanging out with each other, mm-hmm. which is the beautiful part yeah. of all of it. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite thing that you either designed or thing that you like executed in the in the preparation for the weekend? Um, I loved making the live show poster. Your live show poster. I, I am so proud of that because also when you printed it, it was just like it wasn't on flimsy paper or anything. It was, it was vinyl. Like, it was like legit stuff, and it was so good. And so like. I don't know. I'm really proud of that one. You really should be. Yeah. It was a fantastic poster. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna get all the girls to sign it so I can frame it up. Oh, and then perfect. And I think I'm just ha- I'm gonna put like diagonal like over there or something. Or oh yeah, on the back of my door because it's uh it's really good. Yeah, it's re- it makes it makes last year's. I was like, oh look, this is fun. Then I was like, oh, last year's was dog shit compared to oh, this. Oh, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just it was just so cool mm-hmm. to um to plan with you. Yeah, and and then we had so many things that had to like in the week leading up mm-hmm. fall through. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I- Holy shit! <laughs> like so many massive. Th- it wasn't like yeah. oh, like they didn't send us enough lube. It was like venues changing. Yeah. Weather. Yeah. Luckily, it- I mean, it it worked out in the end. And like, besides like getting completely rained on like oh during check in, that was rough. <laughs> well, let, let, let me. I want to pull back the curtain a little oh, bit yeah. to share like. 
So let's we had we had the live show venue mm-hmm. canceled on me. Yeah. Four days before the show. That was really rough. That, that was, was rough. Yeah. And so I had to like scramble around, find another venue. And then the new venue was not only cheaper, mm-hmm. I think it was a better venue. Mm-hmm. We were otherwise gonna be in like a black box theater yeah. with no alcohol, questionable equipment available to us. We went we we moved it to the Karma Lounge and like they had every they had mics. Oh yeah. They you know, they had a they had a proper stage. Mm-hmm. It was like dark low ceiling. Yeah, it was like a good in like in ambiance, it you was know, gr- for the for the night. It was so much better than yeah. I thought it was gonna be. And it actually got recorded this time. And it actually got fucking recorded. Shout out to David Piccolomini, <laughs> who hosts uh, the Tinder Tales podcast, which I was just on again. Uh he was our sound guy for that and he actually recorded it. Actually <laughs> recorded it. Um then we had like when once we realized it was definitely gonna rain on Saturday afternoon, we were like, fuck, we need to like change our whole itinerary. Mm-hmm. Cause then we were like, Oh, it's gonna be um we were going to do outside stuff. We we're going to do the sexy scavenger hunt. Yeah. We we're going to do a group discussions. We were going to do our, the game show you came up oh, with. Oh, yeah. And we we're going to do all that in Washington Square Park, but then it was going to rain. So yeah. we had to like go find another venue for that. And then luckily that worked out okay. Yeah, and with the storytelling show. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Loved that. We threw in a, in a storytelling show with, uh, you know, not quite stand up, but just an afternoon of raunchy stories, mm-hmm. uh, followed by a game show of. Yeah, my little uh, Do You Know Billy trivia. Which was great. Which was great. And and crazy like to know how much these people know about you how wild was it that people were getting uh, things right i can't believe that like that one group knew how many times you won hq it was insane <laughs> six times by the way everyone i don't want to brag six times for a grand total of 12 dollars and 18 cents i've won hq i feel like six <laughs> times but you play like every day twice a day so like well you know you know you're bound to win at least six <laughs> times <laughs> um yeah it was it that was that was pretty wild. That was wild. great. That must have felt so good. It felt so good to like see, just see people care. Like they knew things not just about me, but about the podcast. The, yeah, yeah. One of the questions you had was like, when was the first day a po- an episode came out? Yeah. And then- And like, people got it like within the cl- day, like within a, a couple day or days. two before. Like yeah, it was like, crazy. One person, one group guessed April 14th, one guessed April 15th, and the answer was like April 16th. Yeah. Like, I was like- Y'all are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are fucking creepy. Like people know that. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And without cheating, without like going to their Yeah, phones. we made sure. We yeah. made sure no one went on their phone. I was surprised you didn't ask anyone like how many people do you think Billy's fucked? Well, because I didn't I, I didn't know if you'd know, but I guess you I I know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm on the cusp of a milestone. We'll just say that. We'll just say that. Uh yeah, so there was a lot of things that changed. We also changed the live sh- uh, the after party location. Mhm three days before the after party so there's a lot of things in flux but then friday fucking came Mm -hmm. and we actually got to do it yeah and someone was very late (laughs) but what else is new (laughs) nothing um so so what was what was your favorite part about man orcon like the whole weekend yeah the whole weekend wow um i really liked the live show Mm-hmm. I really like the live show because I got to stand right next to your dad the whole time. <laughs> when did he show up? <laughs> he showed up like... Like just as we started, um, I guess? Yeah, I think it was just Andrea on the stage. So okay. like it was like right in the beginning. Right, right. Yeah, and I had to explain to him what pegging was, which was... Hey, what's uh, what's what's pegging? <laughs> he was like, can you explain it to me in the cleanest way possible? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, how do I do that? <laughs> it's like, well, first you have to, to do it the cleanest way possible. First, you need to go and douche your, give yourself an enema to clean that out. <laughs> 
that's how you first that's start the to cleanest do, way yeah. that is the cleanest <laughs> way to do pegging yes oh my god <laughs> yeah but that was funny uh yeah but he loved it everyone loved it i uh yeah. i loved how i like i love that he came mm-hmm. because for a little bit I, for probably about an hour i forgot he was gonna come oh yeah he texted me that he was like kind of on his way and then and then I and then I got to Karma and I was just trying to set up. Yeah, so I totally were... forgot he was even going to come until like during the show. I think somebody mentioned my father, and then I was like, "Oh is, yeah, is he here?" I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think he's coming. Um, and that almost made me. That made me. I had to work hard not to cry. Really, the show. I was. I wanted to full on burst into tears because mm-hmm. like he got to see parents of artists of artists people, and I use the word <laughs> artist for myself very loosely. <laughs> I think the parents of artists, a lot of times, especially if they come from like with a working class or white collar world, they want their kids to be happy. If they want their kids to be happy, they also are a little worried at least about the financial stuff. Yeah. So when I start doing comedy, they're like, oh, you should have a backup plan or you should have like another job. And then when I was like going more into it, they're like, I don't get how you're going to make money. Then I'm, I started making money enough that I could quit my day job. And it was still like, okay. He's paying his own rent. He doesn't come to me for money every other month, but I still don't get it. And I mm-hmm. think when he got to be there and see a packed room, yeah. see a poster, see me on stage, see people enjoying it, he sees a merch table. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's when he is able to get it. I don't think I'm ever going to get much pushback yeah. again from him. That's great. Because he's seen it. And then like one woman went up to me afterwards and said, I guess she like could tell that that was my dad, and this is before I was able to get to him after mm-hmm. the show. One woman said to him, "Like your son saved my marriage." Yeah. Like your son's show saved my marriage. Yeah. And that was really, like, really powerful. I can't imagine hearing that as a parent. You know. It was the first like, thing he said to me when yeah. he came out. He's like, "You did great." Some woman just told me you saved their marriage. So I was like, and I knew who it was, and mm-hmm. um, I had to work real hard not to like burst in the tears. Yeah. I saved all that for Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the live show. I got the selfies. (laughs) Right, right. The live show was just incredible. And even though we only got three women. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I mean, it still ended up great. It was a great mix of girls. Like it was started out super funny. And like I was laughing. And then towards the end, like, like really like raw and emotional. And it was just like really nice to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to for everyone to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to hear it next week. Uh, Next week's episode is the live show. Mm-hmm. And also next week's $10 bonus episode is a a longer Manhorcon recap with Kenzie Ooh. from episode 200, if y'all remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll hear that next week for all you uh, Patreon members. Um, yeah, just man, it was great. And then the after party, we got you to come to the after party. <laughs> I came to the after party. You almost didn't. <laughs> I almost, I almost didn't. Um, I didn't know because I mean, before the whole weekend started, I didn't realize like how nice everyone was. I was I was nervous about like yeah, well, fitting in with the crowd because it's not necessarily like my scene of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got there and everyone was so nice and welcoming and friendly, and I was like, well, I have to go to the after party. Like I have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so much fun. Oh my god. Um, minimal mishaps. Minimal, yeah. Minimal like, mishaps. Singular mishap. Yeah, one, yeah. Otherwise, fucking killer. Awesome. Such a good time. And everyone like got along. There was 
some unplanned nakedness mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that went down. Uh, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was fun. It was great. <laughs> I got to play with someone who like, there, there was one person during the weekend who like, I never was crushing on. Mm-hmm. Then she showed up to check in. I was like, oh my gosh, she's like way cuter than I thought. <laughs> and then like at the after party, there was a little bit of fun yeah that happened yeah um my one rule for the after party was i don't want to see billy naked yeah <laughs> but then at like by like 4 a.m i was like look grow up uh <laughs> you saw all the other you saw yeah, all saw, the dicks yeah tonight. i saw everyone else naked so but I, you know you wore a towel for a while that until was, that was very nice of until, you, the, end, until, until the, the end until the end <laughs> i uh i pulled a little prank where like i, I went up the stairs and then i went back down the stairs i dropped my towel and Mia was a little small group of people by the stairs, so she couldn't see me do that by way to be like, okay, guys, uh, I'll see you on a little bit. Just <laughs> enough to get Mia to like look and then go, oh, no. <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> well, I did warn you when you interviewed for the internship, oh, like yeah. you might see my dick at some point. Yeah, for content. Yeah, I just assumed it was going to be like a photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, uh, what Was there any big surprises for you for um, the weekend? For the whole weekend? I mean, my like honestly, my biggest surprise was that everyone was so like nice. Yeah, I don't know why I expected people not to be nice, <laughs> not not to not be nice, but to be like exclusive maybe or clicky, and that's just not what it was. I thought that too. Yeah. I was really worried about that um, because the especially not just the Patreon members, but the members in the Peep Show. Yeah, our little secret kick group, mm-hmm. which you've also recently joined. I have joined. Yes, um, the kick group. You know. They chirp at each other every day. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the champagne room where there's posts every day, but like a little less intense, um, constant notifications. Mm -hmm. So I was really worried. Like I know a lot of bonds had formed in there. Some people had already met each other through there. So I was a little worried how people who were just in the champagne room or people who weren't Patreon members, how they'd interact. And they did just fine. Yeah, it was great. It was very friendly. Just like there were a lot of, you know, there were some people who hit me up. And they mm. were worried. They said, Billy, like, I, I don't have anyone to go with. I, I don't want yeah. that to be weird. I was like, come. There was plenty. I think there were six couples. Mm-hmm. So that was like like a little less than half of the attendees were part of a – were with somebody. Yeah. Everybody else was a single. Yeah. And uh, everyone got along so well. So well. Yeah. It was – yeah, everyone was just really nice. I keep saying it, but it's just true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that you were telling me, like, I'm going next year. Uh, oh, absolutely coming next year. <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're finding a role for yeah. man next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am super excited already for Man Horror Con 2019. Oh, me too. <laughs> I know other people are too. I'm debating whether or not I want to do it for my birthday weekend. Ooh. So I could call it like Man Horror Con instead of Man Horror Con 3, like Man Horror Con 30. Oh, I'm turning 30 next year. <laughs> uh, that might be an idea, but I, it's it's like even as the weekend started, I was already thinking next year. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is this will do this will. Do. Yeah, so, what would you change for next year? Uh, it's more about like what I'll add. Yeah, um, like I definitely want to do a roast of Billy. Pasita. Oh yeah. So I think what I want to do is like the first night. You know, there'll be a comedy show, but like do like a comedy show, and then after where I'll MC it mm-hmm. and not do a spot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I watched the tape. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, good. And then, uh, and then after that, have a roast of Billy Presido. Yeah, you think you get, can handle it? Oh yeah, I because then I get at the end, I get to go and roast the rest of the dais. And I've plenty. That's true. There's plenty That's of true. comics who would love to participate in that. <laughs> and I think that'd be a really fun thing to do. And then do the bar crawl. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's that. I th- uh, hopefully, we'll be able to be outside next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just so much fun. It was just uh, yeah, so much really, fun. Yeah. I ugly cried so hard on the sidewalk when <laughs> I left the final event at the yeah. Museum of Sex. Like when I finally did my goodbyes for whoever was left over. I, I just I started walking and then I just immediately burst into tears. I had my I pulled a Bobby Presida move. My mother, her thing is like <laughs> even if she's happy crying, she puts on the big big sunglasses <laughs> and she's walking around and she's fine. Her nose is super red uh, and they're like, what, "What's with the Rudolph nose?" She's like, "I'm fine. I'm totally okay. I'm just in <laughs> such a good mood. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy." Um, I like sat on a ledge and just like fucking cried. Wow, and it felt great. Yeah, I felt so loved. Yeah. By everyone who showed up, mm-hmm. even the, the even some people who they they came to the weekend, but they only came to some of the events, which is your option. Mm-hmm. I just felt so loved. Yeah, and yeah. someone bought me a sex toy, so you know that helps too. Yeah, that's great. I got a uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Chuck out there who bought me a rim job simulator butt plug from yeah. B Vibe. Really cool company. I like that. There's a company out that that said, you know what, we're just gonna do butts. Hell yeah. That's their entire brand. They're like, young. Everyone, you can deal with the pussies and the dicks. We're just going to do butt stuff. Yeah. And it's for everyone. They said, like, we're going to perfect <laughs> butt stuff. So they were like, we got a butt plug. And so, yeah, like the, the head of it, the bulb mm-hmm. can vibrate if you want to. But the main thing is that they have beads in the stem. Ugh. And the stem is the part that's like around your anus, like the, the anal opening mm-hmm. where all those nerve endings are. So they have these beads and they just rotate around mm-hmm. and vibrate a little bit. So it mimics the sensation of a rim job. Yeah, it was a so man horcon, if you didn't if you weren't able to make it, you missed out. Mm-hmm. And uh make sure you are at least cause some people they were listening to old episodes and then mm-hmm. interact with me on Instagram. I say, you come to the Manhor Con. They were like, what's that? I'm like, oh, honey. How could you not know? How could you not? <laughs> That's why you need to get on the mailing list, people. Yes. Got to go to manhorpod.com. Uh, you go on the right-hand side on desktop. Scroll to the bottom if you're on mobile. If you're on my mailing list and you fall behind with the podcast, at least you won't miss any important announcements like the cool ass merch I'm going to announce soon mm-hmm. or ManhorCon 2019 or when I'm traveling to a city near you. Again, ManhorPod.com. Get on the mailing list. Um, Any other standouts from the weekend? Um, I do want, while you think, I want to give a shout out to Babeland, which uh, gave us a, a wonderful oral sex workshop. Uh, for everybody in attendance, uh, and they gave us a a Manhorcon ten percent discount for anyone shopping in the store. That was very, and they gave away a free Hitachi one. Yeah, they did. That was very nice of them. They didn't I was have actually, to do that. I was gonna say, I think Babeland was another favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would love to work with them again next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool place, really nice environment there. Let's see. I got uh the swag bag that's available for purchase for thirty dollars. Shout out to Babeland sponsors. Um, the sense of family and community. Yeah. That was the big thing. That was the I'm big I'm just looking at my notes right yeah. now. Yeah, family and community. That was huge. Huge, yeah. Cause like I kept saying community. Everyone who showed up, they uh-huh. by the end of the weekend, they were using the word family. Yeah. Which is weird because like I just watched you all then fuck your own family. <laughs> um live show loved it, ugly crying. I I mean I covered my parts. Anything else you want to add to people who couldn't make it to Manhorcon twenty eighteen? Um, just come to Manhorn Con 2019. Yeah. That's my only 
my only request just come and then i can meet you yeah i want to meet more people yeah and i did not pay her to say that yeah or to do anything or to do anything i'm unpaid people (laughs) um Speaking of which, before we get to my guest this week, Lamont Baldwin, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, HotMovies.com. Yeah. Who also made an appearance at the after party. They did. Because when I showed up to the condo at which we had the party, uh, people started playing porn on mm-hmm. the on the smart TV. So I went and I logged, my, uh, logged the TV into my HotMovies.com account. I played Super Freak, uh, which is a really... <laughs> Fun um, full-length porn film, feminist porn film, yes. uh, starring Madison Young, who you've heard on this podcast, and is a sh- is a movie where the soul of Rick James <laughs> embodies random women to get super freaky, <laughs> and then she'll go like have some hot sex scene, and then the soul will come out of that person, and go to a different person. They're all at the same party, wow! Like it's just a casual house party, and the soul will go into different women, and then. Like she'll take another woman or person into a room, and they have super freaky sex. Uh huh. And then the body comes out, and then they go, you know, super freaky. Yeah, hot movies has something for everyone. <laughs> does does it have things for? Do you watch porn? I do watch porn. Do you have a hot movies account? I, I don't. We're I can gonna, lie and say that I do. No, we're not going to lie. We're just going to tell the truth, and we're going to fix yeah. that when this is over. Because you can sign up for free. You can do a free trial and get forty minutes when you go to hotmovies.com/slash/bonus. And you use the promo code manwhore, everybody. And then you can feel good and healthy and ethical about the mm-hmm. porn that you're watching. Hashtag pay for your porn. Hashtag pay for your porn. What do, what do you watch? What do I watch? Yeah, what type of porn do you watch? What type of porn do I watch? Um, I watch mostly like, like amateur porn because I don't really like... I don't know. I don't really like overproduced porn. Not that it's bad in any way. Mm. You know, I never... I, I mean, it's... It's art in itself. It's right. just not my, not my shtick. Amateur, like truly amateur, or amateur, um, shot to look amateur. No, amateur, like truly amateur. Like truly, like someone really yeah. uploading some from their phone. Yeah, literally, okay. like like actual people doing their not actual people doing their thing. You know what I mean? I'd be curious, uh, and why and why is that? Um, I I don't know. I just th- I mean, at least the porn that I've been exposed to, and I don't know my short life has been uh like like too much in a Mm. way and not hardcore hardcore and like not representative of what my sex is like i think you'd really like watching feminist porn i probably would yeah it was madison young's episode yeah summer yeah yeah. i listened to it remember what she said like that the difference is that in mainstream porn a director knows what he or she wants to shoot Mm -hmm. and they go find performers to plug into the scene they want to do as opposed to in feminist porn you find the performers you want to work with yeah and then talk to them about what type of what do you want to do what type of sex do you want to have on camera and then i'll figure out how i want to shoot that and i think you might maybe might enjoy that more because it's less hardcore um it's less sitcom three camera setup yeah yeah um there's different scenery (laughs) because i am convinced that all of porn just has three couches um definitely i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> so i think you would like enjoy stuff from yeah. like crash pad series or like trench coat x or w- which all you can find on, on hotmovies.com hot movies. they have go. a whole <laughs> entire I feminist should. I should porn category um so again go to hotmovies.com slash bonus use promo code man give that a shot um and now for this week's guest lamont baldwin what'd you think of lamont 
Oh, he's great. My um, can I say something about what I really enjoyed on the, or should I not ruin it? No, get bring it. I don't want to okay. ruin it. Um, I think my favorite part of the whole thing was uh, the whole episode was when you guys were talking about um how he's a germaphobe. So like uh, which I strongly identify with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so trying to be a germaphobe but like also a slut at the same time mm-hmm. is a science i think um <laughs> science yeah <laughs> so uh that was probably my favorite thing that you guys talked about okay yeah well uh lamont baldwin is a fellow who he does a show where he talks to his exes but he is a gay black man so his exes are very different from mine but um our experiences had a lot of overlap mm-hmm. and i found that um you know you know, we say love is love because it's a great hashtag, but I really do think that love is love no matter who you are. We face the same things. We just maybe have some different parts mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know, sex toys involved in it. It's <laughs> it's all kind of the same. Yeah. So it's really interesting connecting with him and talking to him about that. Um, Lamont and I kicked it off so well that not only did we do a bonus episode that you're going to hear on Patreon tomorrow, but he's also going to be sharing a booth with me at the Brooklyn Sex Expo uh towards the end of september so keep your eyes open for us there uh so we're gonna go ahead and get to lamont's episode but i mean mia how's it feel being on mic it's great yeah (laughs) yeah you're natural i might stay here (laughs) you got a great voice for it (laughs) thank you so much well mia where can people go do would you like to plug your things um i should have asked i forgot <laughs> plug my things um do you want people to follow you is more my question oh yeah sure i could use i could use more followers you give can, her some followers you can follow me on twitter or instagram at uh mia Shmariahu. that's m-i-a-s-h-m-a-r-i-a-h-u i tweet funny things and i post photos of myself so feel free <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a link to that in the show notes uh, Mia, why don't you go ahead and how about you tell us to go listen to me and Lamont? All right. Go listen to Billy and Lamont. <laughs> Very simple. Straight there to the go. point. I like Straight it. to the point. <laughs> right into the thing. Who, you, for, you who seemed- wants limits? You seemed very excited to just be like, yeah, let's roll the, let's no, roll it. I know that we have like conversations <laughs> offline. It's so hard to get the same enthusiasm on. So I was like, ah. Why well, I, I end up using those like that little offline time too. Oh, and you're going to want to be closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I end up just holding things. This telescopes if you wanted to. If oh, you undo that, that latch. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. This is cool. I like this. Yeah. Well, because like some I guess, right? Like they're not used to talking the mics. So not when I'm not. In this scenario, maybe we're at like a kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ends up helping them. But for me, I'm just used to holding the thing the whole time anyway. I like it. Um, this is cool. <laughs> but like a lot of the guests, like half of my exes changed their name. I don't I don't beep names unless people ask or, you know, I don't know. I have an ex who like has recently changed her mind about being named on the show. But she was named for like almost two years. Like it's a little late for that. So she wants the entire episode deleted, I'm assuming. It's not an episode. This is a woman I was dating for two years no, while no. I was doing the show. Oh, you were you, you mentioned her on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I mean, Naturally. that's after we had a conversation being like, hey, do we name you? Do we not name you? Right. She went by P for a while. Then we like named her because she'd said cool. And then we broke up. And then like a few months ago, she started freaking out saying, stop talking about me on the podcast. I'm like, stop being two years a part of my life. I don't know what to tell you. My ex uh, kind of had this similar sentiments. Uh, one of my exes, he recently got married to a woman in December. Uh, the mm. podcast, my podcast dropped, and I think it was May. And 
I did an interview before the episode came out called The Conversation with Lamont. Okay. And it was just kind of conversation about candid conversation about like why exactly I wanted to create the podcast. Um and out of courtesy to him, I was like, this is what was said. I called him, played him the clip. He didn't want to be mentioned at all, not even by and not by a fake name or yeah. anonymously. He doesn't want to be talked about. Basically, I, I'm assuming because he yeah. hasn't came out to his wife yet. So, and I asked, I said, does your wife know that you were in a relationship with a guy for four years? And he's like, yeah, we talked about it, uh, but we didn't go into that great of detail. There's no fucking way. There's an absolutely no way a black woman found out her husband or fiance was bisexual and didn't have a 30,000 follow-up questions. <laughs> so I highly doubt that he came out. So I respect his privacy in that sense. But similar to the point you made, that's four years of my life. There's no yeah. way I can erase that. And a huge part of me being single and all the baggage, all the baggage that I'm unpacking right now is because of that relationship. So I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't talk about it. So yeah, it's, kudos to you. It's it's our story just as much as is is their story. Absolutely. And you know we can and not that we have to, but we can do a courtesy of name changing. But we don't have to not talk about whatever the fuck we want. Like, Especially this is, if we're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. it's my it's my like, legally have to be telling the truth if we're naming them for real uh as i've learned but it's it's yeah it's like our story like how you can't silence a part of my life especially a part that has been either painful or that was some some of the best times of uh my life i think some of the happiest times of my life were with my with my xp and then some of the roughest i mean our breakup was one of the the worst parts of my life one of the lowest points yeah the third breakup yeah we had three it takes a while for things to Third kick in with me. Charm. Yeah, it, t- <laughs> it takes a while for things to set in with me. But this is a good time to say I'm here right now with Lamont Baldwin, the host of the Hella Single podcast. Yes, which this is fun. Uh, so one, so you do a similar thing as me, like you talk to your exes. Yes, about why you're probably still single, which is so cool, by the way, that you do the same thing. I had I didn't hear your show until you <laughs> reached out. I was like, this is so brilliant. I think it's so dope that uh, I think similar concepts but totally different perspectives. Right? right. There's a unique set of challenges as a, a gay black male dating. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure there's challenges for y'all too, and I'm sure a lot of them probably overlap. Absolutely, but different. So you you know how like we are as men right sometimes we are shit uh-huh. uh so i have to deal with the guys in our shit but you <laughs> have the luxury of dealing with women uh, d- women are a whole different thing man let me tell you listen i'm not <laughs> interested at all listen <laughs> but let me uh, but but here's the fun thing so my roommate told me about your show he yes. says oh this guy talks because i was asking him like uh you know about like uh queer or black like artists that you think might be that he listens to and he tells me about your show he's like oh this is black dude talks to his exes and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, we should totally talk. I don't know if he didn't tell me or I missed it. I had no idea you were gay till I listened to the first episode of your oh, show. Oh, wow. Which is such a fun. I, and I was running when That's I went. That's hilarious. I'm running while I listen to your show. So, like, I'm running. And he said, all right, so my ex, my ex-boyfriend, I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay, that's <laughs> not what I was prepped for, but cool. <laughs> I should have like probably warned people a little earlier. No, you, but, don't, uh, you don't have to warn. It was just more like I was... But you know, <laughs> right? Hella single. I think people... Like, oh, my God. I think a lot of uh, hetero women feel like that I'm hetero. Uh, but, yeah. It's, you have this silky caramel voice. Thank you. That, like... <laughs> Just you know, it just I didn't I didn't expect. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny because Slay is a like a queer network, so I just assume everybody who saw the Slay logo, sure. if they were familiar with the brand, they would assume that you know it's an LGBTQ right. friendly podcast. But honestly, like you mentioned earlier, it's the same story. Yeah, <laughs> same stories. What did you learn any if anything from the first episode you listened to? Uh, what I learned from yours. Yeah, 
just uh, like s- similar things like uh well one that we're both a bit of asshole <laughs> yes <laughs> and that gets in my way a lot but so is you are you an asshole well I, i'm i'm assuming because one you always love a good joke and yeah. you and com- comics are just known to be like incredibly honest yeah um and I, I look for the humor in everything too and sometimes my sense of humor is very dark and it's uh, deprecating, just not self-deprecating. Uh, <laughs> what about, why are you an asshole? Uh, I have this obsession with being right, uh, which is really difficult because I am right so often. Uh, so, <laughs> Of course you are. It's a burden. Of course you are. Uh, and also, you know, there's definitely like some condescension, condescension that comes along with that. Yeah. And I think there's also been just, like in hindsight, there are things I didn't think that were worse than I remember them being. Do you date girls that are usually smarter than you? I mean, I try to. <laughs> that's the goal, I, That's right? what I want. That's the goal, right? I want someone funnier than me, smarter than me, more attractive than me, preferably richer than me. That's what. That's oh, the yes. other thing I'm working on. <laughs> that uh, should have been one. Richer, <laughs> richer smarter, smarter, funnier. Well, not funnier. I think yeah. you want to be the funny one in the fan. Two comics. I want two, two funny, funny. Pe- two funny. Pe- I want to be half of a funny duo. I want to be able to go on a date and it'd be two-person improv for four hours. I find that... It's difficult. Some people don't know how to yield their moment, right? Some people just have to be the center of attention. Uh-huh. Like you can't alley oop a joke. So if you can, if you're good at like team comedy, great. But some yeah. people just have to be the only person, the only person in the spotlight. Right. There's this podcast called You Made It Weird with P. Holmes. And he, like, I remember an old episode, he's talking to someone and they brought up the fact when guys say they want a woman with a sense of humor. And that he made the point of when guys say that, they mean they want a woman to laugh at their jokes. But I genuinely want a funny woman. Like, I want to have a woman who makes me laugh. Right. It's not fair that everyone's laughing at you. Yeah. You want to laugh sometimes too, damn it. I want to take a break. Yes. From being mediocrely funny. Yes. (laughs) That's hilarious, though. I I can see that. But always, every time I talk to comics, they've always said, oh, absolutely not. I would never date anyone else who's funny or funnier than I am. I think it's like the comic ego, too, right? Yeah, that's an ego fucking trip. Like, I've ever known one. I can see that. Oh <laughs> for God, sure. that's that's terrible. Because um, that means you want like a stunted partner, and I want a partner who's gonna not only be better than me, but then push me to be a better me. Right. So that, and I hopefully I'm pushing them to be a better them, whether it's comedically or in the way they take care of themselves, or in pursuing their goals, or in you know improving oneself. As you said that there was this one guy that came to mind who, who I'm, I'm kind of saying right now, and, I, and he everything you described, he is to me. Yeah. I just don't know if I want to commit this soon. How soon is this? Like a month. Yeah, bitch. No, let me, not let yet. Me, <laughs> let me explain to you why. So in, in the gay community, a lot of times if you don't commit early, with, uh, they assume – like dating around – is taboo in the community. I think that there's like this perception that you're just fucking everybody. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not the case at all. I just really, I'm at a place I want to date for fun. I think I've always been uh-huh. meeting guys with the intention of them possibly being my husband, uh-huh. which is crazy, right? Like I meet a person and in our initial date, I'm always asking like the poignant good questions to know if we're compatible or not. I think I need to get to a point where I'm just like going in the day just to shoot the shit, yeah. have a couple of drinks and enjoy myself. That that sounds so normal and realistic, right? But it's damn near impossible. So for you me. do the interview style first date? It's always every every person I talk to is an interview, but I mm. always try to mask it. So I'm trying to make it more conversational, but I'm intentionally trying to get to the bottom of who the fuck you are. 
Oh, you mean like what I'm doing right now? Okay, cool. <laughs> can, you, can you figure me out? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm ask th- ask pointing on it. Specific questions. I'll answer honestly. That's one of the things that I that on the show that I. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I want to do the show. Yeah. Because I felt like I had just been so deceptive for my earlier years. So I kind of wanted to have something uh, that was like as authentic as I could possibly make it. Yeah, and and that's why I liked about listening to your show. Grand, I only listened to the first episode. But I feel like I got the gist. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, first one was that like it's. Uh, it is authentic. It's not an interview. I always find that the best versions of this podcast is when it's a conversation and not yeah. me sitting there like asking you 20 questions. I think that's lame. I think that's boring. Um, but when two people can just connect, even mm-hmm. if it's for an hour, two people who whether we used to date for years or if we've never met like you and I, if we can sit here and connect for an hour, I think that's a beautiful thing in like kind of this medium. Uh, and when it's with an ex-partner, I think then adds a whole nother dynamic. So what made you want to start doing the podcast? I'm a, sorry, I'm a huge fan of the podcast genre in general, and I have some shows I listen to that I religiously check out, but I was missing uh, this program or show that actually talked about the shit that I was going through. Um, there's a lot of LGBT, well, there's a lot of dating and relationship theme uh, podcasts, but none of them specifically having to do with like the unique set of challenges that we face as black gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just actively sought that show out and I couldn't find it. So I just thought it, I should create it. And initially I just wanted to produce it. So I was looking for a host and everybody I talked to yeah. <laughs> wasn't willing to be this honest. Or I was like, do you think that X would come on? And the answer was just like, no. So as opposed to trying to pry out the honesty and transparency from someone, I just thought that I would do it. And you know, I have a radio background. Mm. I just never thought, I never wanted to do a podcast because I always thought there was just fluff, like entertainment and like politics, not politics yeah. aren't fluff, but it just, or comedy. I wanted to do something of substance that I really felt like was my offering to the world. Yeah. Sorry that was so long winded. No, please. That You are the guest on the show. <laughs> I forget that. Yeah. Yeah, you get I'm so used to asking questions and cutting myself off and getting back to you. I have to remind myself when I'm on other people's podcasts to be like, no, like let them ask their questions. Otherwise, I'll sit there and I'll interview them. They're expecting you to talk. Yeah. You know, when you interview someone, you ask a question, you sit for like two minutes. Yeah. Nodding. But you know, when you're, on, when you're the guest, you're expected to fill the time. So now, do you only, now you just put out like episode nine, right? The show's still fairly fresh. Yeah, still, so still is, this, new. is this still just exes? Or are you also having on various um, sex and dating personalities? Yeah, sex and dating personalities. Well, actually, I have, uh, the first half of the show is someone I've been romantically involved with. So an ex, someone I went on a date with, uh, they all usually have like poignant stories. One of the episodes, uh, I met this guy on this dating app and we headed off. Great conversation. He was nothing but a gentleman. It was a, it was Jack, which is like traditionally known as like a hookup app. Okay. Uh, so he invited me over. As I opposed over. to Squirt and Grinder and just the gay dating apps, very aggressive names. Very, very, very aggressive. aggressive. They're all just like really hard verbs. Yes. <laughs> they all pretty much suggest sex, right? Yeah. Grinder, jacked. Like all, like just sex. So <laughs> Squirt's the, the messiest one. I honestly have never seen. heard of Squirt's. I see, I see ads for like, um, yeah, just on the streets. This in the must city. be new. This yeah. must be new. <laughs> okay, so you meet this guy. Yes, I meet this guy uh, on Jack, and I wasn't interested in having sex. I really just wanted to smoke. We he smoked weed, I smoked weed, mm. and we hung out. And the conversation was great. 
I didn't think anything of it. Like he drove me home. I was like, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna Uber home. He drove me home, which was very gentlemanly, right? So I don't. I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Um, I wasn't expecting him to have a car in New York City. So right, look at that. Right, right. So I get home and uh, we converse for a couple more weeks. But the conversation kind of takes a, 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 a nosedive mm. in terms of the how often we were communicating, like the shit we were talking about. So I was like, did I do something wrong? So. It, Fast forward to six months later, we completely stopped talking, and then we matched on Tinder. And mm-hmm. I was like, why are we matching on Tinder? You have my number. Yeah. We've met before. So we reached out, we hung out, and it was just awkward because I was just like, why? Everything went great. Like, you had nothing but nice things to say. You drove, you dropped me off. What the fuck happened? Um, so on the show, we talked about that. And come to find out, he just was trying to fuck. Sure. Do you, do you want to have sex? Do you and I have a funny story that's similar to the one you just told. But but do you find that in talking to these exes that do you ever feel self conscious that it's kind of a like why did you stop wanting to fuck me like why you know do you ever feel like it's almost a whiny the show like the, our premise of our show is is whiny in nature. I that's feel how like. I feel on the inside. But I always try to make it seem like a, I try to pretend I'm Barbara, Barbara Walters when I feel like well, I don't want to name me anymore. Yeah. So what exactly happened? Did was this something that I did? Literally, how I want to uh. say this: What was wrong with me? What was my fault? But in having these conversations and realizing that it's not, it's never really our fault for the most part. Everyone goes through their own shit. Everyone yeah. has their own baggage. And sometimes people just really want to have sex, but just are too afraid to just admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, he was on jacked. I felt like that one was a little to but, the point. Right. No, but but in, in my defense, we had countless conversations yeah. on via the app that had nothing to do with sex. It wasn't suggested. We didn't exchange yeah. any new. It was literally pro- a platonic, genuine connection, which, I was, which why I was so surprised when it wasn't fruitful. Mm. Yeah, but... It wasn't me. He was at a point in his life where he was just just trying to have sex. He still is. Yeah. Um, he has his own personal issues that we talked about on the show. That should be, but it wasn't my fault. And I walked around for a year for when well, I for months feeling like I did something on that date that well that meet and greet that ultimately led to us not you know prospering. And this was like a, a recurring thing that's been happening in your life enough that you wanted to do a show where just as once because after we connected from Tinder we hung out again and. The pressure was off and we realized like we're really good friends. Like we, we really have a lot in common. We actually hung out, we actually hung out Wednesday. So it was with that conversation that I've, I've truly started to feel like, yo, it's not my fault. Cause I think that I don't know about you. You walk around blaming yourself sometimes for the demise of relationships or when shit doesn't work out. Me, I blame myself and my exes blame me. So, uh, and Twitter blames me. I'm, it seems to be the consensus that it's my fault. It's so probably, I've accepted it's that. It's probably your fault. <laughs> it's, it's okay. The, the, listen, the first step to healing is admitting. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, sometimes it's my fault. I have a, I, yeah, I'm, I'm an asshole, mm. uh, in the way. Well, in the traditional sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but assholes deserve love too. I'm not proud to be an asshole. Sure. I hate that's one of my worst qualities. I hate it. But obviously I'm not that much of an asshole if people are still interested in being my friend. Yeah. At least a little bit. Probably. So. It's funny you mentioned the like <clears throat> matching on different apps because uh I do you are you you ever hook up on Reddit at all or date through Reddit? That's a thing. Oh yeah. You can meet people via Reddit. There are so many subreddits for like whatever the fuck you want. I mean, just some of the big ones, and this isn't even getting too niche. I mean, Jesus, you have R for R, which stands for like Redditor for Redditor, but then you have like Dirty R for R. Uh, you have NY R for R for New Yorkers. There's a random acts of blowjob, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's Listen, for, my mind is blown right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, the other side of random acts of blowjob is this random acts of muff dive. But on <clears throat> on random acts of blowjob, um, years and years ago, I matched with uh, with someone. We tried to make arrangements to have her come give me a blowjob. A random, and, random BJ. Yeah, and then I think it. Are I, these anonymous or are there photos involved? Uh, usually photos. Do you I mean, care? If she's like yeah. hideous, yeah. If she's gonna give you head, I'm at a point in my life where I mean, look, it's called Man Whore Podcast for a reason. Like, it's it. There is a nice free. It feels freeing to not be so thirsty that I must fuck with whoever wants me. Like, it it feels nice to make conscious decisions on behalf of my dick rather than my dick just like being hard and be like, all right, who's gonna take care of it? You know, it's. Okay. It, it, it's a fr- there's a free there's a freedom to that. So a mouth that, isn't a mouth to you. <laughs> uh no no like I mean yeah like in the moment it is but there's these moments before and after a sexual encounter that matter to me and I don't want to feel gross or guilty. unhappy about guilty um not proud of like I want to I want to have sexual experiences that I'm happy I did that I'm proud I did or. And that's usually for fucking like, I mean, look, I'll go down on most people. It's just a fun thing. But it's like, <laughs> I, I just don't, I just want to be making active sexual decisions as opposed to like in the moment I'm horny and I'm going to you like lower my standards. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's so a real thing. That's I think we exchanged, thing. we exchanged pictures. And I think what ultimately happened was I wasn't attracted to her. So I think that's mm. what happened. This was two, three years ago. I matched with a woman on Bumble earlier this year and we're talking, we're chatting. She gives me her number. I go to save in my phone and it pops up Danny R-E-O-B-J. And I'm like, no, the same chick. Totally didn't remember this. So I had to go scroll through the text to remind myself this. So what about her didn't attract you initially? I, I wasn't physically attracted to her. When Even we, on when we got, um, Yeah, I think, I think when we were on Bumble, the pictures were ambiguous enough. I would have like gone on a date, yes. But for a like random sexual encounter, I wasn't really into it. Really quick, yeah. Is Bumble like Tinder in terms of like this? Yeah, thing? but the women have to say we men can't make the first move. Women have to say the first. They have twenty four hours after a match to make a first message. Otherwise, the it, the match disappears. Oh, nice. And when women are matching with each other on Bumble. Either of them can make the first move, so nothing ever happens. Um, <laughs> this is a big game of chicken. No, uh, so, so it's it's like Tinder, except that that's their one difference, basically. Gotcha. And also that the matches go away after 24 hours if no one says anything. So it was funny. Like, you know, I sent her a screenshot of the my contacts page that said that name with her number. Oh. I was like... <laughs> We've, you were. It, I was like, you were supposed to blow me several years ago. Did you say that? Something like that. <laughs> and we had a fun chat. She was almost going to do the podcast, uh, even though we'd never hooked up. We were going to talk about why didn't we hook up, and then at the end of it, decide. So, like, should we still fool around or not? That was the plan. But then she entered into a monogamous relationship. So, oh, too like, okay. bad. Yeah. What's your sales pitch when you get your exes to come on the show? Oh God! Um, I just beg nowadays. No, it's it's not a bad, uh, not a bad move. It depends on the X. And earlier days of the show, there was like almost a copy and paste thing for women I hadn't talked to in years. For women, I'm still, f- you know, people who knew what if I was like friendly with them, I'd just shoot them a text, be like, "Look, I'm doing this show. Would you be interested?" Now that the show is an established thing, it's uh, it's a little more standard. 
Like I don't even have to really, ex- I don't go in the full depth about it. I just right. go like, here, there. I've been, hey, hope you're well. I've been doing this thing. Would like to have you on. Would you be interested? And here's where you can go if you want to check it out. And I remind them like, if you want, you can change your name. You'll be totally anonymous. There's no pictures. And I usually also include, you set the parameters of what's off limits. I'm trying to set as comfortable of an environment as possible for them. Uh, but it's a lot easier when I have a link with like 200 plus episodes to send them. Right. Uh, in the earlier days, I would have to like kind of really feel it out. If it's someone who I felt was like really out there, I'd just be like, yo, I'm doing this sex dating show. Come on board. But if she was like a little bit more reserved, right? If she's a little calmer, maybe shyer, I'd have to do this whole explanatory thing to kind of like, I'd like play down the sex part and yeah. be like, it's about dating and love. And if she was like a raunchy gal, I'd be like, oh, we're talking about sex and orgies. So like it depends on the X. Gotcha. You got to kind of tailor it. Because I think if you copy and paste, I've it's difficult. It. I, I think I've done it all. Yeah. Like, but but at this point, like when I go, people I'm reaching out to, I went out with or hooked up with after already starting the show. So they, they know what the show is already. So I can hit them up to be like, hey, hope you're well. How you doing? Hey, would you be up to do the podcast? And they already know what that is. But in the earlier days, it's a much harder pitch because you have to explain a thing that's already like in an infancy stage. Right. I always commend on the cast to come on the show because I like literally, I'm like, we're telling the truth. Yeah. Period. So if you lie, I'm going to tell the world that you just lied. Yeah. So for the most part, everybody, I lead the conversation. I lead the story because I think I'm really good at being objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love context and I never tell a story that makes me look good. Like I just provide all the context. You draw your own conclusions, but. You know, most people don't do that. They no. just play the victim. He didn't text me anymore. He just stopped. No, there was something that happened that led to me not texting you anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, that's, that's a, a great tactic. I, yeah, I have a couple more, but then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do. You only have a couple more. Are these people who like you dated, dated or people you even hooked up with? Might I recommend throwing in some fun two night stands because those can be fun, especially if like, there's ambiguity about why y'all stopped fucking. Because there's some That's people really where like point. we used to fuck and the sex was good and then kind of out of nowhere it peters out. Those are interesting for me to check out. Sometimes there are situations where I was really into her and I was like, oh, I think this might develop and then it just petered out. Hmm. There's a couple. I haven't got, <laughs> I haven't had anybody on that I've just had sex with. Sure. There's always been like emotion behind it. Uh-huh. But we're, get, we're getting to that point. Um, I, I think there's so much to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, I think that especially when hooking up, like, it's never really clear like what people's genuine intentions are, right? People talk about, you know, it's when I have sex, this is casual, but what are your true intentions? What are you masking? Like what, why does this mean so much to you? Mm. Sometimes people are genuinely interested in just having an orgasm, but a lot of times I felt like within the gay community, it's deeper. You're feeling some void, uh, you're lonely. It's always deeper. But um, there's also, it's always evolving. Cause like you may go into something thinking you're just going to fuck. I, you know, I've met people on like Reddit. It's like, okay, we're gonna do this weird, crazy I sex thing. I cannot get over this Reddit thing. Dude, I need you to... are missing <sighs> clearly the fuck uh, out that Reddit, you're not I'm on Reddit. Reddit I kind of, I've and met... I'm sure that there are like some like like gay subreddits and things like like there's there's like a subreddit for everything. I mean, do you watch porn on Reddit? There's porn on Reddit, dude. Where are you? Like, <laughs> listen, where where are you on the internet? I haven't graduated <laughs> from my vidster. <laughs> there is a there is a subreddit for everything. Like, there's, uh, I mean, Jesus. There's like even just for let's say, quote unquote, bigger women. There's a subreddit called like R chubby, R curvy, R thick, 
are slightly chubby are BBW or SBBW. Like it, there is, that's just to look at thick chicks and that's not even for counting costumes. So there's, yeah, there's like a subreddit for fucking everything. I always thought Reddit was a fucking message board. It is. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a, a website full of message boards and each subreddit is its own message board. But some of them are all text. Some of them are like, video uh or links some of them are art some of it's porn some of it's personal ads just depends on the subreddit that is crazy listen color me shocked yeah I, uh, <laughs> bookmarked yeah bookmarked. You got, check those out for sure this week's episode is sponsored by the motor bunny oh we love the motor bunny here at the man whore podcast Longtime friends of the show and a presenting sponsor of man whore con 2018 mm-hmm. And, you know, we had the Motor Bunny out at the after party. We did. Oh, boy, did we. Yeah, we did. A lot of us, uh, a <laughs> lot, lot of people got to really test it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone got to jump on at some point. Mia, you jumped on I, too. I did jump on. I jumped on. It took a little coaxing. <laughs> it definitely did. I definitely had to down a little of my drink, but because uh, <laughs> my boss is in the room, you know how it is. My favorite part about it was that someone else was holding the remote for it. Who was, uh, who, uh, who was manning? Yeah. So you also had like a very, very pretty someone to look at. It was actually like she was (laughs) she was holding the remote and at one point she was just like, Can I kiss you? And I was like, uh yes. You made out with (laughs) (laughs) We We've both made out with the same people now. Oh my god. That's fantastic. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the Motor Bunny, uh, as we all know, I've been talking about the Motor Bunny for, I think, almost like two years now, is so fantastic. And now they are Bluetooth compatible. So wow. if you really want to step up your your sex toy game, <laughs> everybody's doing it. Everyone's making them Bluetooth compatible. And now so is the Motor Bunny. And you can experience the Motor Bunny for $50 off when you go to MotorBunny.com and use the promo code MANHORE at checkout. Uh, Motor Bunny also offers quite affordable financing Mm -hmm. i think you can do it for as little as like 25 dollars a month don't quote me (laughs) but like very very affordable payments and i say do it just for the for the repo man experience Mm -hmm. you know a couple years from now it's like hey i'm I'm here to repossess a a motor bunny and then you're (laughs) like what my fuck machine yeah (laughs) yeah take it (laughs) take it It is so wet is covered in juices it's all yours buddy uh so again go to motorbunny.com use promo code manhor for 50 dollars off let's get back to lamont baldwin uh you were saying that like you know you weren't seeing the type of content you want like that kind of represented you out there that was talking about sex and dating and love and that you were like i'm gonna make it myself so you were you listen to like queer dating shows before in podcasting? Yeah, I thought they all sucked. Because <laughs> I was going to ask if you were like, were there things you were hearing and connecting with, but that were missing certain elements from your experience? Yeah, just certain. The, I think all the conversations for the most part were just surface and mm-hmm. just sex talk for the sake of it being salacious and like controversial. It wasn't like, it didn't offer anything to any conversation to me, I think. Uh and I think that's why the reason why the show is resonating with so many people is because it's authentic. It's real. I edit, of course. Uh, I haven't taken anything out that made me look bad. I'm waiting for someone to have the balls to just say, you did this. And I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, hold me accountable because I'm going to hold your ass accountable. Right. Uh, yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't. 
I'm not a content snob, but I do think that just because your content is indie doesn't mean it should be subpar. Right. Um, there's this amazing. Just because we're recording in my bedroom, uh, next to what, like, a, a tiny bottle of Smirnoff, a thing of lube, a half liter. This is lube? I thought this was hand sanitizer. Don't mix those up. That's the hand sanitizer. Has that I've happened d- before? Twice. Oh, my god! I haven't. Oh, I don't get to the part where I, I, I grip. Like, I, this bottle used to be, up until like two days ago, next to that bottle of hand sanitizer. And sometimes I'd reach over, hit the wrong one. Luckily, before I touched my cock, I would I would notice. It's, and I'd do, be like, yeah, a quick we just gotta, rub. Just, we're going to sanitize this thigh. And then uh, and try again. No, hand sanitizer <laughs> is very important when it comes to say. I don't think enough people wash their hands, especially before BJ's. Like if I ever get a BJ uh, or give, uh, just make sure we both like mutually wash our hands. I found that rule out at an orgy once. Like I was gonna fi- I was gonna finger somebody, uh, and then she was like, "Have you washed your hands since the last person you fingered?" And it wasn't that <laughs> I hadn't. It was that I was like, "I don't know." That was a right, well, like I don't. I never thought ago. about that. So I so I went over and washed my hands. And came back and totally, you know, did the fingering thing. The shit out of her. But that's very considerate of you. I had no, well, you know, it's it, less considerate as much as like that's those were the rules. So she said, "I need you to go before you put that infested hand in me. I need to go like uninfested." Yeah, but how many guys would have said, "Yeah, just wash them and then stuck them right in"? Well, if they don't and they still stick them in, now they're assaulting someone. <laughs> Is that assault? If someone you says have, you, you can't, you, pu- you have consent. No, I didn't have consent until my hands were washed. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, before you finger me, you need to go wash your hands. Gotcha. And I was like, okay. Gotcha. No biggie. Anyone who won't go wash his hands and delay this whole experience for 30 seconds uh, really doesn't deserve to finger that person. Absolutely. Are are showers mandatory for you before sex? Not. I mean, it depends. Wait, for me to take or... Like yesterday, I I met up with someone for drinks that I thought... Fuck! If we have to go, if we go back home together, like I'm gonna need to ask to take a shower because I feel gross. Right. But uh, no, I mean, just I, I've been fortunate enough that I think everyone's had good judgment. Um, I've had people ask, "Can I take a quick shower? Can I jump? Can I give myself a rinse?" And I'm like, "Cool, yes, of course. Here's a towel." But- I usually suggest that we shower together just to make sure all the important parts are getting the attention they deserve. Wow, you're like inspecting these dudes. Yeah, sometimes I actually do it myself. This is not this is not weird at all. Sure. It's, it's actually a lot, a lot more sexier in the moment. It I'm just sure. sounds, it just sounds really gross. Well, no, no, it's not <laughs> gross to like take a shower together, but like you're but to it, bathe I feel a like, grown man. I'm, no, that's not gross to me either. The the, fa- the to bathe someone you're about to get sexy with is a fun thing. I like doing that too. However, like the mindset you have sounds more like Inspector General. Like, okay, he got the he got the asshole, he got the crotch, he did the taint, he did the pits. Like it sounds like this is going on in your head. I want to like, make sure all how gross are these dudes you're fucking. They're not gross. I just I, I'm a germaphobe, and I just know how guys are. Some guys were actually uh, recently. I, I I have like a, a friend with benefits. Okay, had a friend with benefits. Um, and I was like, "Did you shower?" And he said, "Yeah." And then when our clothes were off, I was like, "There's no way you showered mm. recent recently. There's no way." Uh, so it was a very surface situation can I ask a question of course follow-ups are important this is gonna be this is gonna be gross we're gonna take this to a place what is your position on asshole hair i have no problem with it i just on others i don't have a problem with it i just uh-huh. hate like after eating ass like the random straight pubes that are on your tongue that to me that that's it, an instant boner killer to me I'm like i have your fucking pubic hair on my tongue it's not even pubic hair it's asshole hair it's At- a very different hair asshole hair is even fucking worse but a lot of times, like, you know, like a BJ, like, there's, there's like, you know, like, the residual pubes. But 
asshole. <laughs> Actually, let me. Yeah, this I is think a, I think I'm getting pubes and asshole hair. Yeah, I'm talking pubes. very specifically about like the whole hair, not even taint. Taint's forgivable. The you forget hair. about it often. That hair around that ring of fire. What is like? If I, it smells like fresh. I'll go for it and just just for completely disregard what comes out of there. Um, but if it's like even like hot summer day, I walk to the store for like twenty minutes. Absolutely not. I I can't. It's it's like a huge turnoff for me. Hair. Or if she's got. If she's got. Well, I don't eat ass. I've eaten two people's asses, uh, and I was very in love with them. And it's happened. I've I've eaten ass on two occasions. Period. What's the hangup? It's it's just you know it's that it's just, it's the asshole. It's just there's can't get it out of my I head. Get it. Um, however, love my butt being eaten. Oh, so you selfish. That's fucker. my only. You selfish. I am so given, but I've ne- also never had anyone like severely request I eat their ass. So that so far it hasn't been an issue. Kudos to you. I know a lot of guys are really uh, afraid to admit that they like. Anal, You're sitting next to a six inch glass dildo, butt plugs, and. A, a prostate massager. Would have never known those were inside of this glove box. <laughs> yes, and, and a thing of, of, you know, of latex gloves. So there you go. This is how not nosy I am. I didn't notice any of this. Uh, yeah, take it in. <laughs> I, I, I love the charts. You seem hella organized. That's the chart. Those are books. It's my dead grandmother. You know, there's a lot of stuff going I on. Lo- I love the life you lead. The cock above your bed. Yeah, yeah. I got a nice bright cock hanging above my bed. It's great. <laughs> what else could you ask for? The jets, some amazing reeds, lube. Yeah, but asshole, asshole hair, huge turn off for me. And I was curious what, what your stance might be. I, I'm to. It's so gross to me that like. <laughs> my asshole's usually shaven, and that's then, a lot of work. And then the, my mind says, like, I don't want a woman with with more asshole hair than me. You know what I mean? I actually don't mind. I don't. I, I like the the uh, feel of it. I don't. I just uh, don't enjoy eating ass. Uh, well, you don't eat that. You don't like eating ass. It would have to be. I would really have because most guys don't. The guys that I've had sex with in like the last three years don't like it really mm-hmm. or or even like uh like any form of like anal play i'm like do you do you, do you realize like a prostate orgasm is the, the the best thing since sliced bread right also like so are these dudes who like are they tops or, or are they not what's here's the thing right i so, know i i'm not such a dumb straight guy that like i no, think no, I all all gay men like butt stuff. Right. But like it is part of like the advertisement of the gay lives. It's like, part of the territory. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so wait. So what, what's going on? So here's the thing. Uh, I don't know why bisexual guys like me. I, I don't know what it is. I If I had to guess, it'd probably be because I just, I'm an asshole. And I uh-huh. think it probably reminds them of their hetero friends. Okay. Um, I genuinely just like hanging out with guys not even not even like you know like oh you don't know most guys when they find a guy attractive and they spend time they're really flirty and like it's hella sexual innuendo like just yeah 30 minutes of trying to impress each other i don't give a fuck if you like me or not i don't care so literally when i hang out with a guy it's like no pretense we're really just like really vibing um and most of the time there's marijuana involved so that's you know everybody's yeah. a lot more comfortable a lot more relaxed and uh, so they just like me. And I usually don't ask a person sexual, like how they identify sexually until like later, later. Right. And then I find out that, you know, usually bi or. You just care that they're into you in that moment. 
Because like, yeah, I just care that we vibe. Yeah, whether whoever else they're fucking doesn't really seem to matter to you, right? Not in not in their in their history, their preferences, whatever. Yeah, it's initially. more like I don't need to ask if you're gay, bi, pan, whatever. Right now, are you into Lamont? That's what we're caring about. Right, and also I feel like that also suggests that there's some sort of sexual interest. Not really. I like to play coy. Uh, Most of the guys will never know I like them until I'm. I feel like my feelings are solidified. Until my tongue is on their asshole, they had no idea. That until, too. That until too. that moment, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into you. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I usually, I usually like. I've, I've had. He was with, blowing me. Had no idea when he went and rimmed me. Oh, that's when I knew it was love. That's when I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget this moment. No, usually when uh when guys when I meet guys, I uh, at least initially it's really just pl- we're friends. Mm. I may make a sexual joke every now and then, but I really don't like to disclose my feelings until I know if I really care about you. In the past, I've you know stupidly said you know. I like you. I have a crush on you. And then like a week later, I realized, oh, I didn't. That was this, te- you know, the temporary infatuation. I don't know. It's that just- infatuation. That's the- infatuation. exactly the word. What's the difference between the infatuation and the crush? Is infatuation a lot more? Uh- I-, I think the crush is someone who's seven. No, um, <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> No, I don't know, but I think they're the same, one and the same, right? It's just the idea of it's, it's a little bit of a fleeting moment. Maybe a crush lingers, mm-hmm. but infatuation, you know, that's something you have. Uh, with someone at a bar and you go like, oh, I'm so infatuated by that person. But that could also go away tomorrow. I think right. maybe a crush lingers and a crush is someone maybe, oh, you imagine going out to dinner right. or something. I think one of my biggest issues is, uh, I guess, part of my assholeness is the fact that if it's on my mind and I'm thinking about it, I usually assume people can tell I'm thinking about something else. So just out of respect, I say, hey, I just tell them. And usually the thing that I'm thinking is I actually think I like you a little bit. But then I regretted a week later when I realized that I didn't actually like uh-huh. you. It you tell like, him a little early. Mm-hmm. I, oh, here's the thing. I'm, uh, I used to judge my interest in a guy based on like how our conversation went. Right. But then I realized that I can shoot the shit with anybody. So yeah, I, you know what I mean? I've let, I've left podcast recordings being like, I think I'm in love with that person. And I have to like wait a couple hours to be like, no, we just had a really good conversation. And it was because of you. Yeah. Yeah. We just connected for an hour. Because, like, when I connect with someone for an hour, like... It's intimate. Yeah, it's an intimate thing, especially when we're not just being like, hey, so pussies and dicks and buttholes, right, everybody? Right. You know, but when we're like, no, let's, like, talk about some real things. Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. You're, like, an emotional dude. You are seem very... You don't seem at all like you're in the casual sex. You seem like you're is very... That, is that obvious? Yeah, you're very... You seem very relationship-minded. Oh, wow. I thought that... <laughs> I didn't think it was that obvious. I am. This is absolutely right. You're a really good judge of character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I I could even tell from the show. Like, there's no fuckboyness about you. Can you say that one more time so everyone can hear? Because there's there, people who think that I'm a fuckboy. Dudes listening right now, all Lamont sexes. I'm not detecting an ounce of fuckboyness. There's a there's a, a phrase that my friend coined. He's mm-hmm. a lawyer. It's called an emotional fuckboy. An emotional fuckboy is a person who does the same shit that a fuckboy does. Please write this down. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me give you the exact quote. Give me 30 seconds. This is sure. It, it was very Bring eloquently written. Go for it. An emotional fuckboy. I was definitely an emotionally fuckboy. Emotional fuckboy. I think one of the things I used to also like, I would be the type to say, I love you too quick or to like say how much I'm into someone. And oh, definitely. That's definitely me. Emotional fuckboy. 
And this is a, a friend of yours who said this, or this is an ex, or so. It was actually one of my friends. He, okay. uh, we have this brunch series with me and my group of close friends called the Ratchet Brunch. Uh, it's really more so about <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Can we just take a moment? Ratchet brunch. <laughs> Talk about your ratchet brunch. I coined it. So I was like, come over. Like, we were at a point where we were so tired of going out for brunch. And I was like, yo, let's just cook and drink here. We'll spend so, we'll save so much more money. Yeah. Like, we spend 45 at least at brunch whenever we go. It's five of us. That's like a fucking Thanksgiving feast we mm-hmm. have. And by feast, I mean just like unlimited mimosas. And by mimosas, I mean champagne with a, a splash of splash, OJ. Splash, yeah. So, we, you know, everyone's drunk and, you know, feeling themselves. And one of our friends is his ex was applying. I think he's about to take the LSAT. And as opposed to letting him prep for the LSAT, he wanted to FaceTime, like have this lovey-dovey moment. Uh, my friend who's a lawyer said, <clears throat> you know, like what you're doing right now is you want the attention from him. Like you want to feel like you're special. Uh, and as opposed to letting this man, you know, take care of his responsibilities, you want to, you want that. So the attention, being able to call and he'll pick up, that's yeah. like an emotional fuck boy. Oh and, yeah, you're that's like a 21 year old blonde chick. Good job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You- same, same thing. Same, thing. <laughs> same concept. Same exact concept. So uh, what was your longest relationship? Four years. Four years. Yeah. It was with uh, that that uh, fuck. Which uh, the dude with the wife? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it was the relationship for the most part wasn't awful. I think that we just made a lot of rookie mistakes. I know I did. It, were it was, were we all at college aged? College aged. Okay. Um, and then we lived together for two years, which was like, uh, which we probably shouldn't have. Um, but that was, And that you was, don't think he's told his wife, yeah, I lived with a man for two years. I, I really don't. I, I do not. I don't think he did because he didn't tell me that he was engaged. My mom just one day asked uh about him and uh-huh. like what he was up to and i was you know i always provide extra sure. i was like let me here's a recent photo i think at the time i was trying to convince my mom that we were still friends and we right. didn't break up here's uh, a photo oh with a woman that's fine oh they seem very close no, I, got, <laughs> I got it from google okay so i just typed his name in google and then a website popped up his name and then another woman's name is like com website Yes, yeah. so the whole fucking spread, like who was in the bridal party, uh, the engagement photos, the date, the location. Yeah. I'm like, we've been talking for like a year. There's no way you couldn't have thought that this wasn't significant enough in your life and you didn't know about this. Um, so yeah, I, that was the the beginning of it. Um, but for the most part, the relationship wasn't bad. I think that we just, the the major issue, I think I wasn't content in the relationship because he wasn't out. Mm. And his outness was always him coming out was always conditional. It wasn't something that I pressured. It was always something that he told me that he wanted. The first condition was I'll come out when I no longer live with my family. Then he's living with you, and then there's another thing. Right. The, I'll come out when thing. I move out of the state. Okay, I'll come out when I've got abs. I don't know. Like, I'll come out when I finish. When, yeah. You know, when I'm officially a doctor. Yeah. That happens. You're still in the closet. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Is, so I, is that a thing you've experienced a bit? Dan, dude, still in the closet. Here's the thing. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right about everything you said about me. One of the, one of my biggest hangups when it comes to guys is in the gay community, it's like one degree of separation. So if let's just say you were gay and you yeah. and I had sex, I, you probably had sex with like two of my friends or someone that I know. That's there's nothing wrong with that, but the idea of it just sounds so like it's just ugh. to me. It feels like high school, 
But I think that's the germaphobe in you. I think so. It's either the germaphobe in me. It's just like, so I like don't you want... fucked Jamal. Like I know, I know him. I he, know him. Oh, he he, fucked my friend. He's an odd asshole. He doesn't wa- He doesn't wash his hands after using the bathroom. Like I know his. He's fucking gross. <laughs> and I also judge guys on who they fucked. Sure. I'm like so you wait you 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 do know that wait you guys uh, more than oh okay I judge based off who they fucked too. Oh gosh, and it's not even looks. I, it's just like why him? Yeah. Oh, for me, it's a little bit about looks. It's uh, <laughs> like I want to be the I want to be the ugliest guy you bang. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> um, I want to be put in a class of a prettier person. It, it, I my ex uh, of two years, like so, we were in an open relationship, and the one thing I asked of her was, "Don't bang comics while talking to me first, because I didn't want it to like show up in a roast battle without my knowing or something. You know, I want I <sighs> want some dude to think like he's cucking me, and I'm like, no, you were totally cool to banger that's it's you know you didn't get around me but you know but, that's not funny right if he says that it's like the ultimate oh right right and it gives a right but if i know about it ahead of the battle then it, so but i said just like can you clear that with me before you fuck comics and then the, but there was one comic in particular who we both knew was like trying to get with her and i was like just please don't fuck him because if you fuck him that like makes me feel uglier Knowing that you have fucked both of us. And she fucked him. No, no, no. Oh. Not that I know of. She, she wants to get back at me. You know, hey, P, if you're listening, bang him. And then you, and then tell me, and that will hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, I don't think, listen, you just got rid of all the shame associated with You won't be bothered at all. You wouldn't give a half a fuck. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be the only one she's had sex with since you. So it's like, come on. No, no. Like I said, you fuck whoever. Just, I was like, could you not fuck him? Yeah, it's, don't fuck that's gonna make me you know is it comics in general or just comics in the tri-state area oh she can fuck any it was like any comic i didn't care it was more like i just wanted to know Heads ahead up. of time gotcha because like i said i do roast battles a lot which you can think of it like um a roast battle being like a rap battle for kids who were bullied in high school you know it's just like way less cool and we you know we show up and just make fun of each other in the most offensive ways possible i've always been curious about people who have that skill do you immediately size a person up when you meet them like a little bit this is a joke this is a joke yeah yeah ever if he says anything i have two ready i have a doc in my phone just for roast battle jokes and i keep i sometimes have battle jokes for people i don't have battles scheduled with but like just in case i ever have to battle that person i might have a couple things that i've already thought about this is why I love comics. Yeah. I think everybody thinks comedy is like off the cuff. Yeah. Like a good comic has his shit together. <laughs> shit ton of Anyway, I, I I just love comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, any of my exes are, I, I just, yeah, I could care fucking, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't care less. So uh, marriage is a thing you still want in your future? I'm a, today, I am at a point where, uh, I think we talked about this earlier, for so long I've dated with the intention of finding my husband. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just very intentional. Like everything in my life is intentional. Uh-huh. And I realized it just adds so much pressure to dating. It doesn't have to be that serious. It's a high bar to clear, dude. Right, right. And uh, and also it's my... I'm not even trying to date you. And I'm already like, feel like, oh man, there's like a high bar to go over right now. I'm sorry. I'm even feeling the pressure of you needing to have a husband. I need to. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm loosened up a little bit. I think that... uh. A part of you know this doing the show and, and uh and unpacking a lot of my dating baggage, I realized that uh I think it really is like the rush to get there, so I can mm-hmm. kind of I can relax. It's always been a long term goal goal of mine, and for some reason I've and this is this is sad to say, 
But I think my relationship status plays like a slight role in how worthy I feel I am in some weird way. Um, I, I When I was in a relationship, I, it was like a source of pride when I would tell someone I was in a four-year relationship. Mm-hmm. Although it, was, it wasn't the best, you know. Um, I was a secret to his family. But I think the idea of just having someone that deems you worthy enough of love and worthy enough of commitment just made me feel like, you know, I'm doing something right. You right, know? right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, like, you're single, there's no one giving that to you, really. Yep. Uh, I've been feeling lately, I've been missing the coming home to someone like that's something i'm starting in the last like few weeks is like i've been like sad at night and then my 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 ex used to like when she moved back to her hometown she would like come back out here and stay for like a week or two and she would just basically be staying at my place and i would be like i'd go out i'd do some stand-up or do the podcast or whatever and i, I would come home to her and that felt like beautiful like and family. wonderful yeah, yeah. and it and now I don't have that anymore. And I don't have that person who's giving me the attention or the adoration. Or if I do, that it's somewhat fleeting or it's not as serious. So, Do you it, fill that with sex? Do you fill that void with sex? I try not to. I think that when... If I, if I was filling it with sex, I would have fucked this 21-year-old like, you know, weeks ago. <laughs> well, it's never too late. There, well, I'm it, sure she's doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense but, to 21-year-olds. But, but just the idea, well, no, there was like some chick who like slid in my DMs and like she's really hot, but like... She's 21, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and it's, that's a couple years older. And it's like the thing where it's like, back to my concept of I want to consciously make sexual decisions. Yeah. I don't want to be choosing the fucker just because I know I can or because I'm sad or because I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I want to do it because I'm like, she's hot. And I'm in the mood to have some sex with a fun hopper. I want let's let's go connect with a fun person. I'm in the mood for a fun night, and let's involve this person in it, as opposed to like. Man, I really miss like coming home to someone. I really would like to fill the other space in my bed with someone. Oh, this person is willing to. I will fill them into a slot. Mm. That's powerful. Like I don't want to have a slot open to fill. I want to want to go out and do a thing now. Oh, I gotta go make some space for this person now. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. I think that what I've been I think that what I've been doing for a while is meeting guys, getting to know them realizing that they're not worthy of me being in a relationship with and then disposing of them yeah literally for the past two years i've been doing that and is that a bad thing people aren't disposable people aren't objects i wish that i mean disposing is a rough term but the concept of you know you okay this person isn't relationship isn't going to be a relationship i'm looking for a relationship i i don't need this in my life is that like a terrible thing it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good in the moment. I think that uh, there's still guys that reach out to me and they're like, why didn't we work? Why didn't we work out? What, what did I do? And you're like, dude, start a podcast about it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just feel like I feel like there's a scar, even small, big, regardless of scar that I left yeah. on them. You know what I mean? But and we're I didn't gonna, intentionally do that. And I, But we're all going to either – we're all going to get and receive scars. Like it's not a thing we can really avoid. That's you know that's not how life works. That's not how love and dating works. I've accepted my assholeness and people realize I'm an asshole. I just hate to do shit that's on brand that's not <laughs> intentional. Like I, I have no desire to hurt anybody, uh-huh. right? But doing so just kind of, you know – perpetuates the narrative that lamont is an asshole but people say i'm a nice asshole let's say that nice asshole but same asshole, people say same nonetheless <laughs> i get i, I get yeah. i can see that i think it's the honest thing i think it's you just there's no need to lie to you right 
Uh, yeah, there's that, but then there's also this thing where, you know, I will make jokes that are inappropriate at certain times, or I, uh, I need to be right in an argument. So, (laughs) so what if, what if you absolutely wrong? What if a person says you're wrong? Here's why. Here's an article. Here's a date. Here's, I'll say I'm wrong. If you can prove I'm wrong, but that's the burden of being right so often, as I say, (laughs) with a very sarcastic look on my face, is that like, uh, I'm rarely wrong. Yeah. Um, there would be a lot of just times where people throw maybe whether or not they are right or wrong, the argument they will present to me will be so flawed or just inaccurate that I'm like, I forget that we're talking about this over here and I'm just focused on, you know, you can't, you're starting with a faulty premise. That's not fair. Or they'll say like, you said this and because of this, this is how I feel. And you're wrong because of this. I'd be like, Maybe these things, but that's not fair because you're basing all of this off of something you said I said that I did not say. So we end up wasting time correcting the record, and then I look like a jerk for wanting to be quoted accurately. Maybe I am a jerk for wanting to be quoted accurately. I don't know, but no. I've definitely yielded the floor Let and said- Let the record reflect what I actually said. Yeah. Uh, so I love a verbatim quote. I do. I do. Otherwise, don't say I said a thing. Right. Didn't say that. Can you- Show me I said that. Show me the show me the footage or play the audio back because I didn't say that. I'll just I'll just you know it's it's more especially if I know I didn't say the thing. That's that's and if what they're quoting vastly changes the context and that yeah the meaning. And so that would happen a lot with my last couple of exes, and I would also not handle those arguments well. And there's stuff like that. I mean I'm no angel, but you know that's the thing. Sometimes people go like Billy's an asshole. This that and the other thing. I'll be like. I never said I was good at dating. I, I'm professionally bad at dating. Like, that's literally what this whole thing is about. I think you've got <laughs> definitely learned some lessons. There's no way I you can do a few. this. Yeah, a couple. I'm learning a few, trying to argue less. It's difficult. It really is difficult, but I'm working on it. Um, and sadly, you know, there have been some relationships with some great people that have not gotten to work out because of that mm-hmm. and because of other things. But, you know, I'll, but I'll admit when I'm wrong, if I truly am shown something where I am just wrong. You need concrete evidence. I do not blame you. I'm the same exact way. Or just a rational explanation. And the problem is like when you're in and arguments can get emotional for valid reasons. But when we're emotional, we're not always rational. And Mm -hmm. maybe you were right, but you're being emotional about it. So it's distracting from your rightness. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I felt the same (laughs) exact same way. Uh, Fun, fun story. I'll make it quick. Christmas Eve, we have family over. Okay. Mm. Everybody, my, I would stay with my family in Virginia and everyone would sleep by midnight except these two cousins of mine. Okay. I don't have a room in my parents' home, so I sleep on the couch. So they thought that 1230 was uh, the, the most appropriate time to be as loud as the fuck they wanted. I mean, they're still drinking. Mind you, this is the day after Christmas, right? Mm. So 30 days into December 26th. I get to a point where they're loud. I'm trying to go to sleep. I've been smoking all day. I really needed to go to sleep. And <laughs> I politely, I don't know if it was polite. I said, I think it's time for you guys to go. This is to my cousins. They thought that was the most disrespectful thing that I could have ever did. Do you agree? That is that the way you said it? Okay, so imagine if imagine <laughs> oh oh now there's now there's clarification now there's like well you know I don't quite remember I cannot recall your honor I can <laughs> recall I, imagine if you hope, came down and be like yo you guys need to sh- get the fuck out of my house that would have been disrespectful that would have been disrespectful that. but if you're imagine like hey, guys, ho- I I was holding it in for probably about like twenty minutes uh, like making eye contact with my mom 
making eye contact, eye contact with my other cousin. I'm like, who's going to say something? Who's going to say something? No one says something. I had to say it. Sure. Uh, anyway, again, another example of Lamont being an asshole. An asshole would have been saying, get the fuck out of my house, you loud assholes. Mm. But asking someone to leave in a very calm, irrational tone, cut family or not, is reasonable. Yeah, I think so. I rest my case. Although possible title for uh, this episode is Lamont Baldwin is an asshole. <laughs> I'll take it. Can you add nice? If you add nice, you add nice is a, is no, a no, nice. asshole works. Asshole is more silly. I'll take it. Nice. I'll take asshole. <laughs> it's more clicky. He's kind of an asshole. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. All right. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of our fan whore community on Patreon. You got to meet a bunch of the uh, the members. Yes. Over during at ManhorCon. Yeah, I did. The majority of people who came to ManhorCon have memberships mm-hmm. to my Patreon community, which I thought was super fun uh, to, to actually get to see these people in person. Yeah. But these three that we're going to say hello to, I've actually still not met in person. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, Harriet Zaisi. I'm probably saying your name wrong, but I haven't met you, girl. And when 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 you do meet me, I will you please teach me how to say your last name? <laughs> Um, yeah wow because i do not i don't know how to say it but i do not say thank you i appreciate your support how sweet (laughs) shout out to jack's box chick uh from the mommy gamers podcast mommy gamers it's exactly what you think it is i love that (laughs) yeah are you gonna be are you a gamer i'm I'm i call myself a fake gamer girl you have the glasses for it oh that's that's very true (laughs) yeah um but mommy gamers is that just a group of moms playing Playing she, games? I, I haven't listened, but it's a podcast, I think, surrounding moms who game and I maybe love the ch- that. maybe the challenges they face as mommies uh, yes, who game yes. and how you have to uh, because <laughs> hey, your baby is the ultimate game. Um, oh, the game you can't don't lose. lose. Don't lose. Don't that. lose that one. <laughs> God no. And a big shout out to Joe, who uh, I you know I, I don't have a last name for, but I did look her up uh, through like. The private info, and I, oh, wow. I just love Creepy. that. I mean, because I'm trying to get find something to purse because she doesn't know I'm maybe saying it to her. But uh-huh. I want to say I love that I have so many science geek listeners. Ooh, I've noticed over the years a lot of a lot of geeky poly, you know, sex pause people mm-hmm. out there. Love it. Hopefully, uh, you know, someday one of you will explain how to make my jizz taste better. Oh God, uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, and you too can become a member <laughs> for as little as a dollar per month. And oh my gosh, you get so many wonderful rewards! Uh, you get a shout out on the show. You get access to private fan whore communities, access to bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, and so much more. Mia, where do they gotta go to get a membership? Patreon.com slash manhore podcast. Um, how, how do I spell that that first weird word, Patreon? Uh P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot yes, com dot slash manhore podcast. There you go. <laughs> Head on over there, get yourself a membership today. But now let's go ahead and wrap up with Lamont Baldwin. You know, it's also interesting when you're talking about how you ha- you notice that you have this end goal husband. Yeah. I need to find a man to, so I can meet the husband. And I had a similar thing where in my early 20s and late teens, it was all about like, well, I want to get a girlfriend. I wanted a girlfriend. I would meet women. Things would go well. Sometimes there were infatuations or crushes or whatever. But we would hook up and then eventually they would be like, yeah, I just want to fuck you. I don't want to date you. And it would happen over and over. And I didn't let go of this until I met someone older than me who he kind of pulled rank. He's like, dude, 
just chill the fuck out. Like, it'll happen when it happens. Enjoy yourself. Was he committed? Uh, yeah, I just finished interviewing his wife. Oh, wow. And uh, for, the, for the podcast, uh, not a hookup, but she was a sex researcher. And afterwards, we were just all chatting. I told him what my show was about because mm. the show was still fresh. And he was like, dude, relax. Like, it'll happen eventually. I, I get that advice all and the so, time. Yeah, like the husband, like, it'll come. But until then, like, focus on the connections you have. I say this all the time. I think it's difficult for me to just let stuff happen because I've never let anything happen in my life. Everything in my life has happened because I've made it happen. As mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. When I was 16, I, I was on a TV show. That didn't was happen it, by chance. Like, I, t- what sorry. TV show? It was a teen. It was, the show was called Teen News Now. It was a teen news show. On what, there, on what channel? On the CW. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I, Guys, we have a celebrity here. Not a celebrity. <laughs> it, was a, it was a shitty show. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the opportunity to interview a lot of celebrities on the show. So I guess th- that translated to me doing radio. Cause, anyway. yeah. So thank God for the show. It's as shitty and well intended as it was. <laughs> um. It was probably because I got kicked off the show. So fuck that. Uh, <laughs> why'd <laughs> you get that. kicked off the show? I was gay. Really? Yeah. They they were the, the owner of the show was like super religious, and he had this idea that all the teens in the show were going to be picture perfect role models and virgins. <laughs> I don't think Kiki tr- controlled that. So I think that we were. But in his it. mind, I feel like that was. I probably mm-hmm. I, he never expressed. Wait, that. Was this a formal thing? Yeah. He said um, I never told my. I never. It could have obviously gotten to like a legal point yeah it wasn't at the time i just came out to my mom like a month prior and then for her the possibility of this being in the news and being like this public scandal i was like absolutely not so i told my mom that i just no longer wanted to do the show uh my mom's on episode five or four we took and i told her for the first time that yeah. i got kicked off the show and not and i wasn't i didn't just leave mm. um and how'd I, she react it's, it's, it's been like 10 years, so she's okay with it. But, uh, my mom is the type of mom that if I present to her a problem, she immediately tries to fix it. And I, there was no way she could get me back on that show. So I knew it would hurt her, uh, knowing how much she knew I loved the show. Um, and just the fact that she anticipated, like, this is the reason why she took me coming out so hard is because she anticipated my life being incredibly difficult as a result of my sexuality. And I, that was like, a month later, I was fucking right. You're yeah. not on TV anymore. Um, but this that is was like what late nineties, uh, early two thousands. Wait, this was two thousand eight, seven. Oh, okay, seven or eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, th- at that point, I truly committed my life. This is not. I don't want to get deep, but at that point, I committed my life to producing LGBT content because I was like, "There's no way in hell that this is going to be the end of my life because this fucker." didn't want me to be and there were other gay people on the show <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't leave their myspace up one of the producers uh apparently through my myspace i left up one of the edit suites and like who the there's a, a lot of share on here what's going on <laughs> there's a lot of dick pics in here. <laughs> i was like what adult has the time to go through a teenager's myspace and who cares yeah who cares anyway uh, but yeah, that was a, a huge part of the reason why um, I I eat, breathe, and sleep this content. This mm-hmm. work, this is like my life's work. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what you do through Slay TV, or is it called Sl- Yeah Slay TV? Yeah. Huh? So yeah, I, I'm just podcast. I'm just getting hip to the Slay. No, you're hip. Yeah, you're, uh, hip. you're <laughs> there. Matt's uh, filling me in. You're you know? there. No, you're, you're already <laughs> there, man. You're already there. So Slay is a LGBTQ uh, network that is all about like honest and inclusive storytelling. Uh, so all the shows are, all the content I think is great because it 
comes from a place of it's not just fluff bullshit. I think that all the themes are themes that most people um in the LGBTQ can relate to. Um and the sh- and the network's getting to a point that people are actually starting to like to respect the work. Because uh and, and it's great work. Uh the the web series that Arizona Slay has like over a hundred thousand views in episode one, which is great. So people are seeing it and um the network's got a, a lot of press. NBC, ABC, Blavity, like the whole nine. They were on Oprah Winfrey. The two co creators of the network were um on the Oprah Winfrey network. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's the, the network's the it's it's growing. Um and I'm glad that people are starting to discover the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, Jesus, Lamont, um, do, do you have a little, do you have another, like, maybe 20 minutes to do a little of bonus course. episode? Yeah, of course. <laughs> cool. We'll I would talk- love to. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some more chatting uh, in a bit for you folks on Patreon. But until then, uh, where can people find you, can find your show, find Slay? Yes, you guys can, can subscribe to the Hella Single Podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And you guys can listen on SoundCloud. It will be on Spotify really soon. But if you're lazy, I understand. We got a lot of Spotify folks, so yes. hang tight. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Spotify. I love how the interface and love how their the podcast features are. Um, so it's coming really soon. But you guys can listen to the show at hellasingleshow.com. And you can follow the show at Hella Single Pod on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter at uh-huh. Lamont underscore Baldwin. And you guys can, you know, check me out for show updates and video content. I'm always posting some shit. Fantastic, dude. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. But until then, why don't you go say goodbye to everybody? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the oh, show. Dude, this is thanks super for coming cool. on. Yeah. I appreciate this. Thank you. No, yeah, you're fun. What I loved was that, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to deal with with sex and dating and relationships and love. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're, yeah, some of the details are going to differ and maybe some of the soundtrack, but like whether you're gay, straight, bi, whatever the fuck, they're all kind of the same core issues. First episode, we all go through the same shit, whether mm-hmm. you're straight, bi, or gay. Um, it's There is really no blueprint to this, right? Mm-hmm. There's dating self-help books, but what were they published and who were they written by? Uh, what you need to do is write a dating self-help book. Oh, God. That's your next uh, <laughs> cash cow, I swear. I think that all the shit you've been through and talked about on your podcast, 200 episodes, you have more than enough for a great self-help book. There's a guy who's waiting for you to write it. So um, I'm just trying to sell some t-shirts. <laughs> oh, you need to be on Leno whoring your book out. I do need to be on Leno, except he's I'm not. I'm so sorry. He don't Fallon. got a show no more. Yeah. I'd be on Fallon right now until then. Although I do love my Leno. I am working on that, but until until I get on Fallon, I'm trying to get, just, you know, sell these shirts. I'm saving pegging for marriage. What's the back say? Man or podcast. Man or podcast. I love this. <laughs> this is so t- how the sales going? Huh? How the sales coming? Just, I just put them up. So we'll see. I'm still, wa- I'm still waiting to sell that first shirt. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. Trust me, it'll happen. Trust <laughs> me. Get the right person to wear, and it's. And if you wear it everywhere, I do. I do wear it a lot. You wear it when you I perform. Do wear it a, uh, I've worn it when I perform, and I've also worn it to like little convention-y type stuff. So if I wore, like, I wore it to Skankfest last weekend, and people oh, were cool. like, "Oh, I love your shirt." I'm like, mm, "Follow me. You can buy it." So what'd yeah. be cool is you wore it to like the most inappropriate place, church, church, yeah. Or a wedding. But it's actually <laughs> very appropriate for church because I'm like, see, there are some things that I'm finding sacred. Right. It's exclusive to marriage. Yeah. That's fair. No, kudos to that. I, I, I support that 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody, uh, tune into patreon.com slash podcast. Going to hear some more of me and Lamampa for now. Later. Peace. Oh, what?
what an episode with Lamont. Uh, let's wow. pre- let's pretend we just listened to it together. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Oh my god, remember that part where he said the thing about the stuff? Oh my god, yes. And oh girl, I can't believe he said the name of the thing of the oh person. Oh my god, don't even talk about I can't, it. I can't. I even. can't. I can't. I can't. Oh my god. Oh well, I hope you all go uh, follow Lamont on the things. Check out the Hella Single podcast which is part of the Slay TV network. And you should also go follow the wonderful Mia Shmiriahu. It took me all summer to really nail that last name. Yeah, you um, still kind of said it wrong. But how do I say it? Shmariahu. Shmariahu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this you're is, close, you're close. Look, there's a lot of vowels I'm not used there's to being so together. There's so many vowels So many there. vowels. Throw in some T's and S's or something. Throw, throw in a few more, <laughs> maybe a CK somewhere along, along yeah. the line. Um, <laughs> Mia, where can people go to follow you? You're also a photographer. I am a photographer. So where can they go just to follow you and in, in your work? Um, to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter uh, at Mia Shmariahu. M-I-A-S-H-M-A-R-I-A-H-U. A lot of vowels. And then you can tack on photos at the end for my photography Instagram if you're interested. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're going to hear Mia next month. Oh, yeah. On a Patreon bonus episode. Exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> and you go and you can get a membership and access to that one as well as a, over 100 other bonus episodes when you go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Memberships begin at just $1 a month. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Billy Presida. You can go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook fan page where we post wonderful content, uh, links to various articles and memes and such. And last, uh, certainly not least, we got merch, people. We got merch. Hell yeah, we do. Oh yeah, we got those stay slutty panties. Those are nice. The pegging, uh, saving pegging for marriage T-shirt. That's a good one. We got some buttons. Buttons. Leftover buttons. tote bags. Yeah, from we have Man a Warcraft. lot. A lot of great stuff. You can go stickers. Go to gumroad.com slash podcast. Mm. Gumroad is spelled exactly the way it sounds. If you can't spell it, we got issues. Uh, <laughs> gumroad.com slash podcast. And just, uh, Mia, thank you again, not only for co- co-hosting uh, this episode mm-hmm. with me, but just for all the work you put in oh, this summer and for ManhorCon <laughs> and for your enthusiasm. Really made it uh, a lot more fun. Next week, we're going to hear the live show yeah. from ManhorCon. But until next week, what should people do? They better stay slutty. You got it! <laughs> you got it!